Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Today I want to talk to you about God's purpose in your life, uh, for your life, I should say. God's purpose for your life. And we're going to go to this great book, Romans, and this great chapter in Romans, Romans chapter 8. Now there are a lot of great verses in Romans 8. If you haven't read it in a while, I highly encourage you to read it. Uh, um, just go over it again. That's where you'll find verses like, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's a good verse, huh? How about, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know that one. Also that he has given us not a spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. Hmm? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? goes through all these things that don't have the power to do that. How about, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. These are all in Romans chapter 8. But we're going to come across one that pretty much everybody knows. Um, if, if they've been in church for any amount of time. And uh, we're going to start from verse 28 and read a few verses. And uh, I believe that from, this, from these few verses that we're going to read, we're going to see four features of God's purpose for our lives. Um, one is, the, the first one is, um, say this with me, resemblance. Uh, the second one is reliance. Resolution. Recognition. Say it again. Resemblance. I've alliterated it for you so you can remember this. Resemblance. Reliance. Resolution and recognition. Romans 8, 28. Let's read. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Now, I want you to notice here that purpose is here in this verse and love is here. Without the love of God, you and I have no purpose. Uh, but we are loved. And God's love for you is your purpose, and your love for God is your purpose. So, but I want you also to notice what this verse does not say, okay? This verse does not say that everything that happens to you comes from God. Amen. This hurricane, these hurricanes, they're not coming from God, all right? They're not judgments from God. God judged His Son, once for all. Jesus took all the judgment for our sin upon himself. God's not angry at the world, throwing tornadoes around and quaking the earth and hurricanes and all that garbage to try to teach us lessons, all right? Let me tell you what's happening with this world, why those things are happening. The earth is in travail. And we find that also in this very same chapter that creation is groaning. And it's in, it's in labor with these birth pains, looking looking for the revealing of the sons of God because when Adam sinned, all creation was subjected to this corruption. But now it's crying out for this day when Jesus Christ will return and establish his kingdom and truly once and for all bring peace to the earth when he sits on the throne and he governs the world. But until that time, the earth is in travail and it's looking for 
the demonstration of the sons of God. So these things shouldn't surprise us. Jesus talked about as the days get closer and closer to that last day, there are going to be more of these kinds of things happening because of the, the, the travail that's in the earth. All right, so God is not in that. God is for you. God is on your side. Let's continue to read. I mean, he's not the cause of bad things happening. As a matter of fact, I, I find it amazing because I know that not everything that's happened in my life come, has come from God. A lot of that happened because I did something stupid. Amen. Huh? Why is all this happening to me? Hey, dummy, make some new choices. Help yourself a little bit. I don't understand. Where's God? He gave you a mind, a brain. Amen. But somehow in God's miraculous power of purpose, (laughs) and because of his mercy and grace, he finds a way to turn tragedy into triumph, disasters into deliverance. Anybody ever been a recipient of that part of God in your life? You find yourself in trouble and God showed up and helped you, and brought you out of darkness, brought you out of a situation that in that one moment you were in the darkest place in your life and you didn't see a way out, but yet there was a way out. Because the, the, the beautiful thing, that truth that we have in Jesus is that he is not a way, he's the way. All right? If we ever, as believers, those who, who have Christ in our life, ever Lie, believe the lie that there's just no way. Think about it. If you've ever said there's just no way, listen to me. What you're really saying is there is no Jesus for me in this situation because he is the way. And as long as Jesus Christ is the way, then there is always a way for you. Yeah. All right? That's how we always have hope. That's what I love about this gospel. It is good news. It really is good news. God's not causing these bad things to happen, but you know what's amazing about God is he can use these things to bring something good into your life. Don't forget, there is a devil out there, and he needs a little more credit for the bad stuff than he's getting. (laughs) Verse 29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he, that is Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. I love this, that, that he takes us all the way to our resurrection as though it's already done. That is, it says, God already sees you through his Son, perfected and complete. Romans 8.31 says, what then shall we say to these things? All right, so what are we going to surmise knowing this? That God's able to make all things work together for good and how he's already declared the end from the beginning. That is, we are, if we're justified, then we're also glorified. Wow, that means that we're saved already, spirit, soul, and body in the, in the mind of God. It's a finished work. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, God is on your side. God is on your side. Amen. Come on, tell somebody else, God is on your side. This is our confession. God is on my side. If God be for us, is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all? things. Lord, thank you for this time. 
thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you for grace to do this. I could not do this without you. And I thank you for the grace to declare your word. And I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to be upon every hearer, from those here in the room, those watching by live stream, or those listening by podcast. I thank you, Father God, for this moment where your word enters their ears. And Lord, that it brings life to all those who find it and health to all of their flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. If a parent is going to teach their child that the stove is hot by taking their little hand and pressing it against the hot stove, is that good parenting? No, that's called abuse. Even though their intention may be good, (laughs) they're stupid. Because there's another way to do it. You just simply tell your child, don't touch the hot stove, right? There's another way to learn. I'm grateful that I didn't have to incur the things or endure the things in life, some of the hardships, because my parents told me not to. Now, I'd like to say I listened on every uh, account, but I didn't. Like I say, I did everything they told me to or not to, but I didn't, you know, just made some dumb decisions. And uh, I know none of that's true about you. You all have always done the right thing. So y'all pray for me. Um, but you, you know, you can learn by being stupid. <laughs> just learn the hard way. I'm raising my kids, I always tell them there's two ways to learn, the easy way or the hard way. If you just do what I tell you, that's the easy way. If you do it the hard way, you're going to get beat. And then you're going to do it anyway. Because <laughs> it's just much easier to hear. Is that true, Laurel, that I whip you? Yeah. Much easier to just hear what they said and obey. But, you know, sometimes when, when you think about this, um, that God has part of this feature of his purpose is for us to resemble his son and we see what the son is and who he is and think how in the world am I supposed to be like Jesus because when we see from the scriptures that what God the lengths God took to get us brought into this family by the death and burial and resurrection of his son he didn't just create a slew of employees through the death of his son. He didn't, didn't create slaves. He created sons. Give us the chance to be reborn. We're all born, right? Everybody, I think everybody in here has at least been born once. Um, and you're here. But, but that first, your, your, the firstborn experience as a human being is one that is flawed. Because you're born right into sin. Born that way. Born a sinner. Born broken because of one man's sin by the name of Adam who sinned. And because of him, the scripture says death came to all of us. So we're already born. So when people make excuses for their lifestyles, I'm not going to pick on anyone. I am just I hear things like this. I can't help this. I was born this way. Well, I say the same thing. I say, well, so was I. I was born that way too. But God helped me so I could be reborn. He can help you so that you can be reborn and have a new way to help yourself. You can't help yourself in your own strength. He helped you by dying on a cross for our sins and being buried and rising again from the dead. All right? I don't, I don't disagree with any. A, a sinner can't help but sin. That's their nature. All right? We can't expect them to live righteously if they're broken right? So we bring a gospel. We bring good news. We don't talk about how sinful that, you're a filthy, rotten sinner. We don't talk like that. No, we bring good news. 
No, I mean, you walk into a dark room, are you going to change the situation by just explaining how dark it is? Huh? No, we turn a light on. Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again from the dead. Believe on Him. You, he died for your sins so you don't have to die from your sins. Yeah. Amen. This is the good news. God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. And whoever believes on Him will have everlasting life. Yeah. You, you, there's no part of you in that equation except to believe. Jesus did all the hard work. He performed everything that needed to be performed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So... But, so he brought us into the family to look like Jesus. Now, in the spirit, of, of once you put your faith in Christ, that is an absolute reality. You are perfected in Christ. But then walking this thing out on this earth with this mind and this body is the challenge yeah. to work out this salvation from the inside out yeah. by changing the way we think. We've got to wrap our, our minds around that. And that's why the Christian life is one of where we continually renew our minds in in, uh, in New Zealand, there's a store called Barker Men's Store, and they open up a new location in the poorer section of New Zealand, and they place an ad uh, advertising a, a $50,000 a year salary for a position. They had six people apply for this job. So they thought, why were those so few? So they brought this analyst in, and he, he came in and looked at the social economic temperature of that area, the culture uh, the demographics there, and then so he then uh, brought his analysis to the manager and said, "What you need to do after after studying this area, what you need to do is is drop that salary from fifty thousand to thirty five thousand dollars a year." And the manager said, "Well, but the job uh, requires, I mean, the job description matches fifty thousand dollars." He said, I "Don't I'm not saying change the description, just change the salary." And he said, they can still do the same job. So he said, okay. So they put a new ad out. The same job, $35,000 a year, 112 people applied for the job. 12 of them were exceptional, and he hired the best out of them. And that the money only presented the truth about their mindset. That $50,000 was out of their realm to, to make for many of them, but they felt they were worth $35,000. What the Word of God says about you seems so far out of your reach at times. It seems outlandish the way God sees you and the way that you see you many times don't match up. And, and that's why you need faith in Him. You've got to go beyond your own senses and, and to be able to see yourself as the way He sees you. Faith in His Word is the only thing that will elevate you to His truth about who you are. You, you can't feel your way there. You can't even reason your way there. You must simply believe it's true. And when you believe, all of a sudden it becomes reasonable. Faith brings a revelation along with it to help you think it through that God has fashioned you in such a way to resemble His Son in the earth. You really are like Him. You're going to hear the Word of God and believe it. That means you can act on it with confidence and endure whatever hardships come with that. God's not going to cause bad things to happen to you to teach you. But if bad things do happen, he's going to teach you. He causes all things to work together for good. It's amazing how he can make, take our mistakes and, and make them something wonderful. When I, when I had a rock band years ago, I can remember one night we were in, in practice at our church. Uh, my dad led our band practice at the church out in West Texas and, and had this exceptional bass player. Um, exceptional on one level, on another level, 
less than exceptional. He was, he was very good at complex things on the base, but the simplest things he seemed to wrestle with. And uh, so one night we're playing this song. I'd just written it, and so I'm introducing it to the band. And as we're playing along, his name was Darren, still is. Uh, and Darren hits this note that was not how I wrote it. But when he hit it, I was like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. What was that note you just played? And, of course, he thought I was just picking on him. Norm, and for good reason, you know, because did pick on him a lot. But I said, play that again. He said, really? He said, I didn't mean to hit that note. I said, I know, I know, but play that again, play that. And, and it was just an interesting note to where it became the note to play in the song. God is able to take your mishaps and your mistakes and, and somehow make them fit into his plan for your life and his purpose for your life. So just understand that his grace is greater than your sin, greater than your failures, greater than your faults, greater than your mistakes. He is a genius at life. <laughs> and, and if you'll just, you'll just submit that to him and say, Lord, I choose to believe you. You say that, that part of your purpose for me is to be conformed to the image of your son to resemble him. I say, do what you need to do. I will listen to you. I will say what you say. I'll think how you think. The scripture says that we have the mind of Christ, but we also have to put on the mind of Christ. Yeah. Thank hmm. you. There are lots of reasons why you would think otherwise, you know? We just have a tendency to be really hard on ourselves, why we don't deserve that from God or why we can't expect good things and why this can't happen to me. It's because I don't go to church enough or I don't pray enough or I don't read the Bible enough or I keep being dumb, you know, whatever. It's funny to me what I've, I've asked through the years, I've asked friends to go to church with me, friends that weren't regular churchgoers, and I'd hear them say stuff like, if I walked in the doors, the ceiling would cave in. Lightning would strike, you know. The problem is that that's the worldly mindset to try to earn something with God. Jesus earned it for us. Because God can help anyone meet them right where they are and help them right where they are. Some of you came here today and hoping and praying that you were good enough with God. If you were good enough with God and if you did some, enough right things that maybe God would help you. But I'm here to tell you, He sees beyond all of that. Amen. He loves you unconditionally. Yeah. No strings attached. Thank you, he has fully accepted you through His Thank Son. You. you don't have to strive. You don't have to try hard. Just believe Him. Believe Him and know that He loves you with an everlasting love. And His love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. All right, we've got to keep moving. Whom He justified, verse 30. The latter part says, Whom He justified, these He also glorified. Everybody say reliance. Now I want you to notice what it says. He justified, He glorified. This is where you come to the place where you only rely on Him for your salvation. Only. Realizing that you're, you have no part in that except to believe it. It is accomplished by his power and our full reliance on him. And everything, by relying on him, we understand that we get every good thing from God. I was telling the earlier service, we have a couple of dogs in our house. Never thought I would ever say those words. I never thought I'd have one. But lo and behold, we have two. 
And one of them is named Oreo. And uh, Oreo is black and white. And don't bring your kids over because there's a good chance he's going to bite them. No, he's, he's a pretty good dog. He just freaks out a little bit. He's a little shih tzu. And uh, he, he, he actually is a pretty good dog. He rarely, rarely barks, doesn't make messes really, and, and does what we tell him to do. But then I have three kids <laughs> that aren't quite as well-behaved as, as Oreo and don't always do what they're told. Now, I know you'd find that hard to believe that pastor's kids would ever misbehave, but once in a while, once in a while it happens, and making messes around the house, eating the food, all of it, but as well-behaved as Oreo is, and you look at him compared to the kids, the truth is, Oreo is not getting any of my inheritance. My kids are getting all of it because they're my kids. Not because they perform well, but because they're my kids. Now listen, you can live a well-trained, well-disciplined life and still totally miss out on what God has for you. Discipleship is the elementary way to live a Christian life. Sonship is the ultimate. Sonship is the apex of your Christianity. It's the top. God made you a son, not a disciple. You make yourself a disciple. God made you a son. He, you are already glorified in his mind. He declares the end from the beginning. He justified you. He declared you righteous. You're already in right standing with him by faith in Jesus. And you can know this, that whatever God started, he is sure going to finish it. If you're already perfected in the, in the spirit, sure enough, one day this flesh is going to look like that too. Spirit, soul, and body, the full experience of salvation. In other words, you are saved to the bone. Hallelujah. Think about this. Anybody ever read the book of Revelation in here? I can raise your hand if you've read the book of Revelation. All right. Now, I'm, I thank God that it does not say, blessed is he who understands this book. It just says, blessed is he who reads it. So there's a blessing in reading it. And I'm glad God didn't say, you need to understand all this, because I go, ain't going to happen, sir. <laughs> but there are some things that are easy to understand in there. And one of those is the, the description that John gave of heaven. And he says that there was a number that, of people that no man could number, and he said they were all worshiping the Lord, right? Who is it that John saw? Think about who he was looking at. He's looking already at the time when we're all in heaven. Think about it. He saw you there. John saw you in that crowd. You're there. You're, you're, you're all in the Bible. That's amazing. As children of God, you're there. You're, he already saw you there, worshiping the lamb that was slain and who has risen forevermore. He saw you there. I was at, when I was a student at Christ for the Nations, my, uh, every year they put out a, a new worship album. And I was so excited to, to get this, bring home the new cassette. You remember those? <laughs> Bring the new cassette, the worship cassette, home to show my dad. And I said, Dad, you got to hear this. So I put it on. I said, you're going to love this. I said, because I'm on this one. And he said, really? You're in? And, and so we, he puts it on, and you hear like, you know, a thousand students singing. And he says, well, where are you? I said, I don't know. I'm in that crowd, though. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, all you need to know is that you're there. 
All right, you might not be able to distinguish who you are or where you are, but you are there. You're there. We're all part of this beautiful, glorious experience called the body of Christ. Why? Because you are fully relying on him to have justified, sanctified, and glorified you. Amen. All right, we got to keep moving. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Everybody say resolution. you got to have this determination so that when you're facing things that are contrary to the word of God's reality in your life, that you have to have your mind made up, no, God is for me. God's not the author of this. God's the author of the good thing. God's bringing the good thing. God's bringing the solution. God's bringing the help. God has the healing. God has joy, peace, life. This is what comes from God. You have to have this resolution. God is on my side. I mean, he already proved it when he gave us Jesus. He proved it. And it's amazing how when you'll see that, that even your life as a Christian would be that much more fruitful and productive. Productivity will, in your walk with God, happens in greater measure when you've resolved that God is on your side. In 1933, they began the construction on the Golden Gate Bridge. In 1937, they completed it. But in that four years, uh, there were 11 different men who fell to their deaths while working on that bridge and another dozen or so that had fallen and were injured. So they decided to try to help these men, and they constructed this massive net that was under their work site up on, those, uh, up on the bridge. And um, from that day forward, no one else died. I didn't say no one else fell, <laughs> but no one else died. And what was amazing, knowing that that net was under there, they said the productivity, their work productivity, went up 25% because these men no longer had to be concerned for their safety. See, when you know that God loves you and that God is truly on your side and that he gives you grace and that grace is far greater than your sin, thank you, Lord, you realize that he's truly with you, that removes all the fear, all the fear that you need to perform for him. You can then live in confidence and continue to walk forward knowing that God is for you. You sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under law. You're not under rules and regulations. You're under grace. That's what causes us to truly live this Christian life. To know that he has us all the way. He holds us in his forever grip. How many sins did he forgive of yours? How many? Let's let that sink in for a moment. He forgave all of them. He forgave all of them. It also means that whatever trouble you find yourself in today, that's not the end of your story. His love and his purpose gives you resolution in every situation that he's on your side. And lastly, verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Everybody say recognize. You got to recognize. You better recognize. You need to see something here. That Paul says, listen, if he'll give you Jesus, this is what he's saying. This is what you got to get in your head. If he'll give you Jesus, he'll give you everything. All that the Father has is yours. All that he has. Fully understand and grasp this truth this morning. 
What does God have? I mentioned a little earlier. How many of you may need some peace today? All right, if you need peace today, Jesus said this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. One, another, in other words, Jesus said, the peace that I give you stays. It remains. It's not a temporary peace. Also, uh, maybe you need joy in here today. Maybe you've just found yourself in a state of sorrow and grief, but here's the joy of the Lord. This is what he came to give you. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Maybe you need help today. You're just in a situation where your only prayer lately has been, help. He is that for you. The scripture says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. A very present help. He's not a long distance, not the the big man upstairs. (laughs) No, he's a very present help. He's right now in your life to help you. Maybe you need provision today. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is what he has to give. This is what your heavenly father has to give. And if he give you Jesus, all this is yours too. You need healing in your body. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Maybe you need wisdom for your situation today. If any of you lacks wisdom, the Bible opens up this invitation. Let him ask of God who gives liberally, freely, and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Maybe you've been wrestling fear and anxiety and worry in your life. I want you to listen to this. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Think about that. How perfected in love are we that we may have boldness in the day of judgment? The day of judgment, I mean, that's like uh, the scariest day ever. But if we've been perfected in love, that's the day we can be bold. Now, if you can be bold on judgment day, my family, you can be bold any day. You can be bold in any situation in life. Hallelujah. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I like this one. This one just kind of covers it all when Jesus said, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. In other words, he has to give to you the desires of your heart. Amen. So that when you see that God is on your side, you see his purpose in your life, this will cause you to pray prayers that are beyond what you ever thought or imagined before. You won't be afraid to ask for anything because he gives you anything. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, God, that now your word will do what only it can do. It searches the hearts. It, it, Lord, it's able to divide soul and spirit and, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and even touch even the joints and marrow, the spirit, soul, and body. That your word will do its work, Lord, in people's hearts and lives today. Thank you, God, that you truly are on our side today. And and knowing that, if that's true, then that means we always have the victory, that we always triumph in every situation. I thank you, Lord, for helping your people, Lord, to go in this grace, go in this strength today, to be strong in the Lord, not in their own self, but in him. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, to have faith in God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Amen. I want to say this to you that I said the earlier service today. I was, I was praying and uh, declaring this word. I felt the Lord speaking specifically to a situation. Maybe you're in and you've been continuing to have the same struggle in your life. It just seems to be the same kind of hiccup. You just keep coming back around to this thing. Now, I'm not talking about it's necessarily some failure or sin in your life. That might be the case. Maybe just, just kind of a... Uh, just a mindset. You know, you keep self-sabotaging, whatever it may be. And I want to I help you today and lift you, help lift you up out of that by His Word. And you've tried to overcome this thinking, I'll do it, I'll do better, I'm, I'm better than this, and saying all those things. And, and that's not such a bad thing, but there's a greater strength to hold on to. There's a greater truth to grab a hold of, and that is not to believe in you, but to believe in him who is in you. Let him carry this. Let him be your strength. Stop relying on your own ability and your own strength, because you, you found maybe by now <laughs> that ain't working. All right, and stop lying to yourself and believe in him. Trust in him today where you say, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to take this on anymore. I'm tired of this same struggle again and again and again. So I really am today. I'm releasing this. I'm releasing this. So if that's you, just right now where you are, say, Lord, I believe you. I'm releasing this issue now in Jesus' name. I need your strength in my life. I need your help. And I thank you that you came to bring that to me. I need your grace right here, right now. And that's what he's come to give you. Okay? He loves you. He's not holding this against you. He's waiting for the opportunity to help you. Amen? So let him in. Let him help. Amen. And get the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.